0: okay welcome back to the open road podcast i am your host calvin and this week's episode it is uh, a really exciting one no it's actually not it's just another conversation with jeremy womp womp it's okay though it's still pretty interesting he talks about you know bumming around iceland and no it's it's good we uh we talk about more than just that so tune in don't just you know delete this episode because it's just jeremy he's still a fun guy he's a nice guy and uh, i miss him dearly so this will be the last uh, episode of this and then next week we'll uh he's going to be back and we'll be back to our regular uh scheduled programming which you all are uh i'm sure desperate to to have so um not really a lot i want to get into we're just going to jump right into it um i believe katie is going to come on this one as well And yeah, just talk about uh, updates on their trip, where they are now, and uh, where they are in their journey around around the island, and and what their plans are in the next few days and to when they come home this week. All right, here we are, Jeremy and Katie in Iceland. (laughs)
1: Calvin, it's so good to be with you again, my friend.
0: Thank you. It's so nice to see your shining face. Um, before
1: before we go any further, I just mm-hmm. want to make a full and public apology mm. Mm. Um, for just being such a bulldozer during our last conversation. Go on. I mean, I didn't. I didn't ask you about yourself. I didn't, you didn't seem to care one iota about what was going on in your world, how nope. your spiritual, emotional, physical, mental health was doing. And I just, I just want to say sorry to in front of all our listeners. And
0: not only me, Jeremy, but the people around me. You also ignored.
1: I mean, I ignored everybody.
0: Yeah. What's a guy to so, do?
1: Other than know, to I start just, his
0: own podcast.
1: Yeah, that's about it. But I don't want. I don't want us to. I don't want it to come to that. And. Um, I, I, you know, I just want to ask for your forgiveness publicly on air.
0: I forgive you, but this show has (laughs) to be radically different than our last. It,
1: it must, it must be different. And yeah, I definitely want to put actions behind my words. So Calvin, um, how are you? (laughs) This is really hard for me, as you can see. I know this is hard for you. Um, Jared. Oh, and by the way, we should continue to acknowledge Katie is here again. She is here. We don't want to bulldoze her either. She Um.
0: has you in some sort of stranglehold. As you <laughs> spew this out half heartedly.
1: Yeah. No, but seriously, what's going on, dude?
0: Uh well, well Jer, um, what's going on? I just had a... when did we talk to you when did I talk to you last? That was on Sunday, right? Last um, Sunday. Yeah, about a week like, ago. A week ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Jer, really nothing new here, man. You know, we had some <laughs> we had some <laughs> we had some really hot days here and uh I uh, I had a really, really wild work week. Um apart from that. I mowed my lawn, discovered a, actually, Kate discovered a massive hornet's nest. So oh, this great. afternoon I'll be dealing with that, which I'm kind of excited about.
1: I was about to, I knew kind of where that was going mm. uh, when you said when you found something cutting the grass, because yeah, they make these intense nests under. They can be
2: massive. It's
1: actually not underground,
0: it's under our deck. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, they do that So too. it's, yeah, it's about the size of a football.
1: Um, speaking of the really hot weather there, yeah. we have not had very hot weather, but it was really interesting to, um,
0: you see actually look photo. pale, like paler than usual. Both of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've actually gotten rid of any, any tan that may have come by our, you know, the June weather in Ontario.
2: Um, we're so pale. We fit in with the locals and yeah. we often get asked for directions and instructions.
1: Yeah, sense. total Total side note. There was one time when I was returning our rental car and I was waiting for the shuttle bus and like two different people on two different occasions asked me if I worked there. (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: you looked so official.
1: Yeah, because I was wearing like my black shirt and my black pants, and I was just kind of standing around looking pale. Okay, that's not what I was going to say, but I was, speaking of the heat in Ontario, Mm. your bees, like when they all came out, what was that all about?
0: What that is all about, Jeremy, is that is called uh, bearding. And I actually never even, I'll just admit it, I never even knew they did that. Like that's, and I took a course in a, been doing so much research on this whole bee thing and I never knew that they did that. So I got home one day um, from work and I just always poke my head around the back to see how they're yeah. doing and I just saw them doing this gigantic cluster. So I immediately panicked and called my uncle and he walked me through what to do. So basically what happens is it was very hot that day, but also, so they'll do that on a very hot day to clear out of the hive to, uh, I guess, make it cooler inside the hive so the honey doesn't all melt and the wax doesn't all melt. Right. Uh, too many bodies inside, but also they're getting overcrowded. So, because they're growing so much in numbers uh, these days, I had to add on another box on top. Wow. Give so them some more living fast. space. It is growing that fast. Yeah. So, now that's so basically is stacking the, up pretty high.
1: The photo was all of the bees outside. Of the and it actually did look like a beard as they were all kind of on top of Correct, each other and they were yeah. all waving their wind and the wings and getting wind through the thing.
0: Uh, well, I think they're actually just hanging out there and just oh, kind okay. of being um, out of the hive. Got it. And so I opened it up. I was really curious to see like is it actually empty in there? But it, no, it looked like it was completely full inside. Even still, even still, yeah.
2: So it was like the overflow.
0: It, yeah, it was uh, totally the people that show up late for church.
2: So
1: <laughs> so have you done any research on how hornets and your bees might interact? Yeah, a little bit. They're
0: supposedly uh, robbers. Like they will try and get into the hive to steal nectar or honey. So oh, wow. um, that's why you kind of on the entrance of the hive, you make it about a quarter of the size that it could be just so they have a, a smaller entrance and the guard bees can kind of monitor that very closely.
1: Would they kill other bees?
0: I don't know if they would kill other bees, Jeremy. That's a good question. I'm sure they could. Um, I have noticed a few um, wrestling matches between dragonflies and my bees. Oh! One occasion, dragonfly came out on top, and the other occasion I saw the bee came out on top.
1: And is it one-on-one?
0: It was one-on-one. So Mm -hmm. I imagine that the dragonfly picks them out of the air, and then they tumble to the earth in a fight to the death.
1: Wow, that would be interesting to watch. You should get a video next time if you I can. do have a
0: video, I'll send it to you.
1: Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Cool. You're but it's the video the ball, it's, dude. it's
0: the video of when the bee dies, so it wasn't oh. that triumphant.
1: So it's sort of like um, you know, Star Wars episode 2, The Empire Strikes Back. Right, exactly like that. Um, and soon you'll get a video of Return of the Jedi.
0: Right. I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's just embarrassing. You shouldn't have admitted that on the air.
0: Sorry, I've seen them all. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? You guys are now in in the big city.
1: Yeah. So we, the trip has continued to be really great. We had um, we finished our full loop of the entire country. So we've seen it all, and now we are staying at this really nice little apartment through a little company called Airbnb. That thing is right a beautiful. Right in the heart of Reykjavik.
0: I can't believe that apartment.
1: We
2: we can't really
1: either. I mean, if, if
2: Air- I can. I found it. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: would you mind disclosing the price on to our listeners? Because I'm very curious.
1: Um, I think for the week it was uh, 1,100 bucks. Wow.
0: Okay. Canadian. Canadian. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was about uh, 180 a night. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Airbnb fee and a cleaning fee on top yeah. of that, but. Compared to the cost of the crummier places we'd stayed even outside the city, like yeah. it's actually quite a steal.
1: No, and that no place, place that beautiful. we really stayed was crummy, but like basically we have our own bedroom, full big bathroom, full kitchen, Netflix on the TV, and yeah, all for all- one eighty versus some of these guest houses which were two seventy nine a night.
0: Yeah. No, this is I think Quite nice. Um, Katie, can you please read aloud your uh, latest TripAdvisor review? That is hysterical.
2: Yeah, just give me one moment. I'll pull
1: it up. Other than that, Jeremy, like, have they, have they been the pretty stage. solid stays? The stays have been absolutely awesome. Uh, we stayed mostly at little guest houses. And so, again, in these guest houses, these people thrive on good reviews, right? So, um, like, they're like, going above and beyond to make sure breakfast is great. And um, one thing that we kind of chatted about last time, I think, was sort of the the modesty of the Icelandic people. Yes. So they don't really get in your way too much, or they don't, um, hmm. um, so that's the good side of it, the, the kind of, bad side of the them, ugly
2: underbelly yeah
1: of them being so modest is that we've noticed a, a serious lack of enthusiasm within the people we've interacted okay. with so when you're like on a tour you're expecting the guy to be like excited about glaciers or excited about fishing we kind of talked about that last time yeah and so you know it's kind of the we, we've taken the good with the bad there's generally a lack of enthusiasm but at the same time everybody is chill and kind and if you have questions they're willing to answer them but I like to bring a, the next level of enthusiasm Yes. So...
2: I think Jeremy overwhelms the locals <laughs> well
0: I think <laughs> he
2: take he takes them by storm well he
0: overwhelms me his partner in this program so guys that's I'm not just... surprising We're at on all it. but I We're I appreciate you now you guys I think when you are together you exhibit a uh, kind of above average level of enthusiasm and i'll point out one story (laughs) where you demand enthusiasm when we were preparing for your wedding i was in the wedding party and uh, katie brought us all together and said hey listen idiots when you're up there you will be smiling the entire time all right there will be no you know sad looking faces sitting in the sun you will be smiling And you will be happy. this was
1: Katie who said this. This is Katie,
0: your wife, that said this. And I am all on board for that because now I never noticed it before. But now when I'm at weddings, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? People aren't always just smiling the whole time. And it's important.
2: Uh, I don't remember saying that, but I stand by every single word.
0: I have lots of other quotes that I can
1: uh, (laughs) repeat. (laughs) But see, Calvin, that's exactly the point. Like, again, I don't need my tour guides to be, like, over the top. Like, I don't need them to be like me but I want to learn something new or like hear about why they're excited to show us these glaciers that are absolutely incredible. And these icebergs that fall off and understand what the impact of global warming Mm -hmm. is and all of this other stuff that is right there, but just not given
0: freely. (laughs) Yeah. That is discouraging having to just like, pry the stuff out of them. Yeah.
1: And right. like, I'm paying for this tour and yeah, like this, in some ways the 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 sites speak for themselves but mm-hmm. I could do with a little more so okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just our tour guides but that's kind of the general sense that we felt the whole time. Alright, yeah, let's hear I this
0: TripAdvisor review.
2: Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so this is a, a larger, it's called a guest house but by all accounts it's a hotel um, in uh, in the city and People seem to like it. I'm looking at its overall rating on TripAdvisor, which is four and a half. I liked it. Circles. I didn't. <laughs> um, it's overall, three, it's four and a half. A th- but it's a three-star hotel. Ah, okay, so okay, it's okay, a definitely. four and a half, three-star hotel. Whatever. Um, and it's, it's older. Whatever. It, it was a, a bed to sleep in and a roof over our heads. But here's my review with all that said. <laughs> um, okay, here's the title. Dingy place with unfriendly staff. But nice location and breakfast. And I gave it uh, two, two circles. Um, so, the pros. It's an excellent location and a diverse, large breakfast buffet. The cons. Cold, unfriendly, unhelpful staff. Small rooms and no elevators. <laughs> then I continued. We were left with a bad taste in our mouth after dealing with a number of staff regarding routine matters, such as storing our luggage, checking in, and parking. Additionally, a cleaning person opened our door without knocking twice to remind us when checkout was, a full 45 minutes later. Luckily, we were dressed. She did not apologize, and the fact that it happened twice was inexcusable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, we had breakfast, and then we went back up to our room for a little nap because we had a lot of time before we had to get to our next stay. Right. And... Um, you know, the cleaning staff came, they knock on the door and usually at, it was already like 1045. So they expect people to be gone for the most part. So they knocked and then they open, they see you there. And then they say, I'm sorry. And they, they left.
2: I don't, did she say sorry? Yeah, she
1: did. Okay. She did at that point. The second time, however, uh, she knocked on the door and as I was getting out of bed to go open up the door, she opened it again and said, like, you know, checkout is 1130. Right. And I was like. Of co- like of course we know like it's full forty five minutes from now, don't come into our room like that. It was just very strange. Jeremy, the
0: best thing you could have done, I mean hindsight twenty twenty, the best thing you could have done had just been standing there stark naked. I know <laughs> just, I should have just and just let her come in and and just you know, she that, would have that then might have taught her coward. Yeah.
1: So, so anyways, that's why they got sort of a a a, a bit more of a scathing review, but. For the most part, every place that we have stayed has been fantastic. and
2: I would like to note that the the more down-home places, the smaller enterprises where the hosts um, are really trying hard to go above and beyond and make yes. your stay um, warm and, and welcoming, I did give them five-star reviews, all of them.
0: Well, yeah. as you said before, that's what they uh, thrive on, TripAdvisor, sure. the lifeblood yeah. of the agritourism industry.
1: Yeah, so then where I'm at is like like when you write a more like there's pressure then, because you know how important these things are, there's pressure mm-hmm. to like give a good review so as not to like, cause it could potentially harm their business. But at the same That's time right. you're like, here's some things that, you know, probably should change if you want to, if you actually want to be better. So it's not actually helpful to give a good review if you didn't have a good stay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if um,
0: people ever use that as like uh blackmail, like they'll kind of after their stay, They'll go down there and say, okay, listen, I'm not going to give you a f- four or whatever. Is it five-star the highest? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to give you a five-star review at this point. However, knock a few bucks off the price and we can talk.
2: That's savage.
1: Yeah. And there's been a ton of – there's stuff like that, ha- that happens, I'm sure, Calvin. I'm sure been it does. And a ton of, like, lawsuits and there's people who have, like, unwarranted bad reviews that, like – have to battle with TripAdvisor to get them taken down. Oh, but that's yeah, that's so sure. hard because it's like, well, did they have a bad experience, or how do you validate and like this, that, and the other? Well, and
2: when I'm looking, it's a, kind of
1: a mess at if at some points.
2: If I'm looking at reviews, I'll look at a bunch, and if there's one that seems totally out of line with the mm-hmm. rest, I just disregard it.
0: Yes, agreed. That's yeah. helpful to do.
2: So you just have to be reasonable when you're interpreting what other travelers have said. Yeah. Mm. It's all it's all in your expectations of what a place should be, I think.
1: Yeah. Hey, Colin, considering this is, you know, an adventure podcast... Yeah, um, okay. Yep. What, um, what's an adventure that you've been on lately? Um, Unless, what's something you learned? Do you have something off the top of your head? Well, I guess
0: often I adventure within my own mind.
1: <laughs> I have a great story about that exact thing right when you're done. Okay, so well, I'll yours.
0: just... Uh, let me open this up a little bit. Um, this week, I was building a dock... Uh, for a customer, and yeah. doing a lot of this solo. I mean, I had help for a little bit of it, but then uh, doing a lot of it by myself, and I'm just kind of thinking, you know, is this human body that I'm equipped with the best it could be? Or could Ooh. there be could there be modifications to this human body that would make my <laughs> job much easier? And this all just came as I'm, you know, hanging around doing some stuff in awkward angles. I'm in the water, holding beams, doing other things like that, and I'm just thinking... What could I add to this body to make it the ultimate working machine? And yes. I thought a tail, a tail would be the best thing. What would it do? I think well, I think a tail is what we're missing because I mean it would help <laughs> me balance so much more. Like I could lean forward, stretch my tail up behind me, balance myself out, and yes. be. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe I should try and invent this. Uh... It's like a vest that you put yes. on with a tail <laughs> coming out the back, and so you strap on this vest. And then, uh, actually, I think it would be like a vest and then also like a little hood that would come over your head, kind of like as a helmet. And then it would kind of have sensors going into your brain. And then also the vest because then it would have sensors going up your uh, spinal cord to all control the tail through your mind. I think this is where the future is going.
1: Yeah, I mean, a tail would be amazing. You could extend your reach, right, because you can lean forward farther. Exactly.
0: But even think about like a chameleon. Like you could just wrap that thing around a pole and you could just hang right off the pole. 100%. All su- suspended by the vest tail.
1: So I think the proof of this, um, this theory is that within you know another 65 million years, if humans develop tails through natural selection, then yep. you'll know it was the right idea. I think you're absolutely right. Time will tell. <laughs> Only time will tell. And in the meantime, technology is probably getting to a place where, where it's possible.
0: No, I think you're right. I mean, what's the, uh, I mean, VR technology. This is just one step further. yeah, that's what I was
1: thinking with, like, your hood thing. Yeah. Could it come to a place where it's coming over your eyes, so then you got, like, heat sensors and all kinds of other crazy gadgets that you're controlling now Mm -hmm. through your eyes as well as you're looking around.
0: Interesting,
2: yeah. And then
1: communicating with the other workers on the job site.
0: Yeah, this could be taken very far. Um, this is be huge. This is
2: big, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: we're on something huge. Let's, so not, was, let, let's not broadcast this. This is too
1: precious. I know. So here's my mind adventure, and uh, <laughs> I think I know what's coming. Yeah, you do, and you were making fun of me yesterday yeah, for it. Yeah, you deserved it. No, I didn't. It was awesome. So yesterday, Calvin, we were. Um, there's this absolutely beautiful concert hall on the water here in Reykjavik. Okay. And it's called the Harpa. H A R P A. So outdoor,
0: or kind of like like an amphitheater.
1: No, it's not. It's like a big, beautiful building, Mm -hmm. and on the outside, it's basically all glass and honeycomb. Honeycomb glass Mm. shapes, like picture, like honeycomb tubes, like lined all along it. So it's like three D glass, and there's some of them are lit up, and it looks pretty crazy. It's amazing. Um,
2: It's worth a Google.
1: It's worth a Google, and we might post a photo of it at some point. But it's called the Harpa, and there's concerts going on there like all the time. So we decided to go and catch a. Um, a piano concert because the prices were pretty reasonable it was like 25 bucks a person okay um and we celebrated our anniversary late yesterday so we went to a piano tour and then went out for dinner and you know very sophisticated yeah we're we're sitting in this concert and it's in this nice recital hall there's a beautiful Steinway and Sons piano it's sort of a dark room with um like blue kind of lights around the edge with the cool um I don't know the wall was like made out of wood and then behind the wood was backlit was backlit with these blue lights and there was cool designs and it was just a very neat room and um the pianist was a korean woman named su yang uh, no so su- so su- rang Yu. yeah there and is. she's like a child prodigy been like hmm. the best of the best forever and um we're just you know sitting there really enjoying the music and
2: no, she, she but i need to clarify she was a child prodigy now she's a fully grown woman she's probably in her 30s or 40s. Can you be an adult prodigy? I I think
1: maybe, but it's not nearly as cool.
0: So maybe (laughs) it might potentially me if I've never touched a piano before in my adult life, I could be an adult prodigy for piano. That's true,
2: perhaps. Yep,
1: it's it's in your future, buddy. I
0: just gotta try.
1: (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) you have to believe in yourself. (laughs) So I'm sitting there listening to this this um, music, and as it's like right before it's it's beginning my mischievous mind starts to work Mm. and it's four o'clock on the nose. It's supposed to begin. And then there's like some milling about of the people who are clearly like getting this thing organized. And I'm like, so there's three things I was thinking about uh, during this performance. The one is mischievous things I could do that would be like socially unacceptable. The second (laughs) thing is letting my, letting the music tell me a story. And the third thing was just trying to focus on the actual music, which is what you're supposed to do. But the first one I was like, what would happen if I, right now, walked up onto the stage right before this guy's supposed to announce it and just started to introduce this lady with all of my enthusiasm? <laughs> like, welcome to Iceland. I hope that you're all having a fantastic day. Who's excited to hear Sue Yang Ryu? <laughs> all
0: this stemming because you've had such unenthusiastic hosts this whole trip. Exactly. And, so and I just
2: the, like. The guy who eventually did introduce her was. Very enthusiastic.
1: Really enthusiastic. Though he wasn't exactly chess what master, you expected. He, oh, yeah. He was Repeat a chess that. grandmaster, the best chess player in Iceland. Oh, really?
2: Allegedly. I
0: mean, is Allegedly. it that hard to be the best of something in Iceland, though? No, no.
2: it's
1: not. No. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so that was one thing that my mind was doing, thinking of all the things I could do that would just be not appropriate in any way. Like while she's playing, go up mm-hmm. there and start a duet with her. And then, <laughs> really taking away from the experience. Yeah, so then what I decided to do is I decided, no, Jared, focus on the music and let the music tell you a story. So I I love that idea, eyes.
0: like a concept album.
1: Yeah, dude, it, and it was amazing. And during the intermission, I started to tell Katie the story, and it supposedly got pretty long-winded for her to hear. However, it was a long song, so there were obviously a lot of acts to my story.
0: So during the song, you are now dictating into Katie's ear the little story you have <laughs> going on in your head of Hansel and Gretel.
1: No, it wasn't during it. I told her it after the whole time. I was just on my own, in my own world, and it had a very Icelandic theme. Basically, Mm. the song had sort of major and minor parts to it, so it was jumping from sort of this happy to this melancholy. So this Mm. guy was on an adventure, and he basically, um, at the first start of the song, it was really sad. And I pictured him walking into a freezing cold waterfall and just getting like pounded by the the waterfall um, water. And it was sort of dark and a little bit cold and eerie. And then he ended up getting basically, you know, knocked out by this waterfall and floated down the river. But then he woke up in a beautiful pasture.
2: This went on for 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) Jeremy, creative to a fault.
1: And then I talked about <laughs> how he hopped on a horse and went into a cave and went down a spiral staircase and found his friends, then got chased by the Vikings. And then, mm. uh, you know, he ended off the story back at his home, telling his children all about his adventure. So it went on for a long time. And Katie was like, is this going to end? And, and it, I wasn't even halfway through. So I felt a little bit like my creati- creativity was
2: Enchanted. Um, yeah. You know, what, you
1: know what would
0: kind of be cool for that idea, though, Jeremy? You know, um, when you go to a, see a, a, a Pixar movie? Yeah, and they kind of before the movie they show like a little five minute mini movie to kind of like illustrate their new technology. Yeah, can you picture that? Where they, it's like a little five minute story, and totally. it's often like no words. It'd be yeah. cool to kind of do that. But your idea, um, so a, like a little five minute mini movie. But I think even but different from your storyline, I would like to see the story of the guy that discovered the first geyser.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that'd be exactly very exciting. That. So I had a I had a guy on a similar adventure, and I could have you know. I was just, I was allowing my mind to be as free as it could yep. to just think of whatever might come next based on what I was hearing. And it was really actually kind of fun. And I hadn't done anything like that with my imagination in a long time. I'm always thinking of mm-hmm. ideas, this, that, and the other. But it was a conscious decision to allow my mind just to go free. And it was really cool. Expand your sorry. mind.
2: I wasn't sorry that you did so i just didn't need to hear the regurgitation of your internal no, adventure I,
1: you did i asked you if you wanted to and you said yes
2: well yeah i didn't know how elaborate it was gonna be were,
0: were people around you perhaps lighting up something
2: no they weren't <laughs> that
1: didn't at all play no that didn't happen we're not uh, no which strangely enough but there were some interesting characters there were like people in suits in this room there was us yeah. kind of in jeans and a nice shirt and then there was this guy who was wearing like an, a a button up uh, t shirt, but with it open, with jean shorts down to past his knees, and like uh, Nike Air Force Ones. It's <laughs> amazing, quite the look. Um, a
2: cross section there,
1: Calvin. I have a question for you. Yep, hit me. If you're at some sort of show and there's yes. an intermission, what is the one thing that you want?
0: Uh-hmm.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: What's the context? A little See? more. You're just like
1: at a show, and then you go into the lobby, and you know it's the intermission. There's nothing yeah. to do except wait around, but there's this like booth that's selling stuff. What's the one thing that you want? Um, merch. Yeah, merch. But more importantly, sorry to not lead you there. As Grace no, I don't I know I what you're getting at. <laughs> is food and drink. Oh, there's no food there. No, they get this, but like at a normal show in Canada that I've been to, you got to pay big money. It's like $8 for a beer and like $3, $4 for a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. Intermission for this show rolls around, all of a sudden, out of the ether, about 10 staff from the opera house or the whatever place start rolling out carts of wine, start rolling out appetizers of all different sorts, all free.
0: Come on. That's great.
1: So it was amazing. So we had a yeah. like little bocaccini. We had little chicken skewers. We had this great little cracker with bacon and cheese and like chicken salad or something else on it. Yeah, that's All great. All free. Sipping on wine out of You were not sh- sipping. You were guzzling. <laughs> guzzling back wine. I may have had two free glasses. Apricot in the 15-minute wine. 15-minute <laughs>
0: uh, Did So Young She have merch? Like t-shirts and <laughs> she had CDs headbands she did have CDs
1: yeah. outside yeah
0: yeah that's but good. no merch
1: uh but that was amazing I thought free food at the intermission and like wine which is so expensive here you can pay 14 gla- 14 dollars for a glass of wine in a restaurant
2: that's the cheap so stuff.
1: because it was 25 bucks I was like with one glass of wine and some appetizers I got my money worth and I got two glasses of wine and an amazing show well yeah exactly and an amazing mind adventure so it was great
0: yeah, that's, that's a great... Now, how that was a couple
1: hours worth? Uh, yeah, it was about... Uh, it was two uh, hours. And, uh, it was about two, two hours, hours. Yeah.
0: That sounds really fun, and it's not something it, it you would ordinarily awesome.
1: do. No, and I mean, Katie and I, we have grown up um, playing music and being music lovers, so it was amazing to see someone who was just absolutely at the top of their game and among the best in the world. It was yeah. spectacular. Oh, I love yeah. it. Great. And she was in costume. <laughs> As what?
2: Herself, I don't she, know. Can you
1: describe it, Katie? I'm not going to describe a woman's clothes. She was <laughs>
2: wearing this um, kind of steel gray colored taffeta gown. Mm. Um. That. Do
1: you even know what that means, Calvin? Uh, no. I <laughs> but don't know all what this taffeta cow- means. <laughs> no, sorry.
0: Immediately, I kind of like chainmail. What's <laughs> my? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> but no, not no, no. chainmail.
0: All right, keep so, describing me. So, babe. it was
2: it, it was sh- this shiny sh- <laughs> sh- kind of metallic. Fabric um, and it was uh, so it had this like kind of pencil skirt under it, but then there was this back overlay that was kind of like a peacock's feathers if they yeah. were down. So, it, well, because she's sitting on a bench, looked, right?
0: So it kind of flares out it, then, exactly. You
2: got it. So it was kind of like she had this cape um, oh. behind her um, and then it was completely bedazzled.
1: Yeah, and yeah. she had these heels on.
2: Oh, yeah, she had these five inch stilettos. Um, which just like blew my mind how how she could play work the pedals work the pedals oh of course those yeah things but anyways they sure caught the light and uh, I don't know it was it was a nice touch
0: and it was, was amazing. her like was her actual playing quite uh, quite spectacular like yeah the way she was
1: Calvin like I'm t- gonna, t- tickling I'm, the ivory I'm gonna try to explain it but it it's so hard to. Uh, to describe the level of complexity of the pieces, yes. the uh, the amount of amazement that I felt based on the fact that she had it all in her head, mm-hmm. like she played for two hours the most complex piano I've basically ever heard straight from her mind and from her muscle memory and from the way that she interpreted it and felt it. And at one point, it truly sounded like she had four hands because she had the bass, um, Yep the bass clef going, and then she had this like thing way up high that was like this beautiful arpeggio. And as this is going, she's somehow playing notes in the middle. So either she's like just... It's Her hands all, are it flying. It all sounds like it's happening at the same time. And that's obviously pedal work and the way yep. the piece is composed and all of that. But it was just so beautiful and so, grand. grand.
0: That is. So here's something, Jeremy, which is adding to how spectacular that is. I've been... Looking or watching these videos of um, the world's best slalom skiers, and so these guys to be the best slalom skier in the world, you how basically how the competitions work is you're skiing the course, and um, to step up the levels, they just keep shortening the rope. And so eventually, the rope is to a point where it is actually shorter side to side of the buoy. So you have to have this crazily long arm to actually. Hang on to the handle and get around the buoy. So, the world's best guys are like six foot seven because they have these hugely long arms. They can wow. get to the shortest rope length and actually get their ski around the buoy. So, I mean, okay, that's kind of unfair to a point because you have to be that tall to actually get to the next level. I think the same sort of thing with a piano player. Like, you would have to have these crazily long fingers and you'd be at a huge advantage. But I don't imagine that Su young Shi has long
1: fingers.
2: She was no. a tiny lady.
0: Yes, which is yeah. just amazing.
1: Yeah, and that was, that was all all a part of it. And in terms of thinking about kind of adventure and the lifelong pursuit of piano and the 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 adventure that this woman has been taken on through this um, through her amazing piano play, playing. Um, there were just so many questions that katie and i would have wanted to ask her like how much do you practice um you know, who has coached you along the way um
2: what's your day of routine
1: yeah like so many interesting things mm-hmm. um for these people who are the world's best and have taken their passion to like the nth degree i mean it's just it was a very cool to get a glimpse into that world and how much time
0: cool in the average day do you spend in a cape all these things
1: <laughs> exactly do you always practice in the cape or do you practice in your sweats?
0: Who makes the cape? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was it was definitely cool to think about, especially as we're pretty young, you know, like what's the adventure we're on? What's the craft that we are honing? Mm-hmm. Um, how invested are we in it? And um, there were a lot of kind of neat questions that I was thinking about along those lines after really experiencing such a beautiful musical uh, performance. Mm -hmm.
0: I wonder if um, being like a professional piano player like she is kind of a lonely gig. I mean, if I think about bands touring around uh, and that's how they're making their money, they're with, you know, basically their best friends that they're always with, but she's really a solo. She maybe has like a sound guy that she travels with.
1: Yeah. I wonder about that too. And she was born and raised in Korea, but now lives in Austria to pursue music. So obviously Mm. there's a, some sort of community that she has there but yeah I wonder about it I don't know if her whole family would have moved with her there but
0: surely not
1: Um, hey Calvin you know what's one um, thing that I've been excited to bring along on this trip a philosophy uh what from our open road project days
0: uh never
1: turning down a hitchhiker you are so good I led you to that so gracefully you nailed it yes yes okay that's redemption right there (laughs) We have never let a hitchhiker go by, unless really we already cool. had other hitchhikers full in our car.
0: I uh, did a bad thing this week, and I denied a hitchhiker. Oh, Calvin! But you gotta—I mean, I'm in work mode, so I'm just like going crazy. There's no time, no well, time. Well, and that is
1: that is interesting because there was even one—you uh, know—the the classic things run through your head, and it's actually been Katie who has been a real great advocate for picking up hitchhikers which has been awesome who knew Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but you know we've already picked up a bunch of them within our trip and then someone else comes along the road and it's really early in your day and so you're like do I really want to pick this person up they might be with us for the entire day then I can't chat with Katie or maybe we can't make as many stops or just kind of complicates everything so yes um I was happy that even given um some of those feelings, we still broke through and picked everybody up that we could.
0: That's great. And were there some extremely inconvenient times?
1: Mm. Not a one.
0: Really? So people really just trying to get to uh, pretty short destinations?
1: um, Probably on this little Zoom recorder, you can hear the sounds of Reykjavik right now. Um, That's an airplane going by. It sounds like you have a fan on or
0: something. You're right in the heart of it
1: yeah right in the heart of it but um okay so what i was going to say is um it could have been inconvenient mm-hmm. but there's something that we all know well if we've traveled called the traveler's spirit uh-huh and it kind of opens you up to be more generous and to say Correct. yes to things and to um, be a little bit more easy going so there were these two people we picked up david and laura from the netherlands and They wanted to go to a town that was about 30 minutes in the opposite direction of where we wanted to go up to a certain point. So like we drove them for a half a day and then we would have gone left. They wanted to go right. Um, So, I mean, it wasn't inconvenient for us to bring them up to a certain point, but then we said, you know what, let's just bring you all the way to where you want to go. And we had lunch with them and we brought them exactly to where they wanted to go. So you just
0: piggybacked on their adventure.
1: We did, and we saw this beautiful town that we wouldn't have seen. So oh, cool. that could have been perceived as inconvenient if we like, because we had to drive over a mountain, and it was an extra hour and a half, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's way better just to say yes to those types of things. Yeah, agreed.
0: That's really neat. Any and other were, thoughts on our hitchhikers? Were, were, game? were they highly appreciative, or is it kind of? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah, that's great.
1: I mean, there were a few that were like, they do that around the whole island, so it's not like they're like, oh, thank you for picking us up.
0: Yeah. But um, it it seems like the a nice way to travel there. I mean, as you said before, there's a ton of people doing it. Yeah.
2: Well, okay, here are my thoughts. Part of me is like this isn't fair. These people are mooching. Like <laughs> why Moochers. should they why should they depend on us paying for gas to get around this country? Like how, like how is that fair? Okay. So, that aside, I haven't I haven't sorted that through. I think this the, it scratches at some sort of injustice for me, um, <laughs> mostly because gas is so freaking expensive here. But anyway. Um,
1: Pause there real quick. Yeah? They only have 95 octane gas here. Uh, why is that? We have no idea. You can't even get 95 in Canada. They have 87, 89, 91, sometimes 93. And 95 what's the, uh, octane.
0: Um, what's the E value? Uh,
1: I'm not totally sure. The ethanol. But but, like, I can't believe I'm putting 95 uh, octane gas into my silly little car that could run fine on 87. Anyways, yeah, but that you know aside,
0: what? The, the theory is that you're getting more kilometers per tank when you're running higher yeah, quality. Yeah, but it can't
1: be that much more. And at $2 a liter, it's kind of frustrating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me 87 if it'll knock it down to a buck seventy five. Yeah. you know? Okay. But anyways, continue. that aside, Katie, continue with the hitchhikers.
2: Um, but... Uh, so, we, we in total drove 10 different people, and so it was really cool to hear um, where people were from. And uh, in the case of David and Laura, who spent the better part of a day with us, like we got to hear about their other traveling adventures in uh, Southeast Asia. And, oh, wow. Um, We uh, picked up this really interesting guy from France who was an English teacher who was camping by himself. In the um in the mountains um so it's just like really neat to uh, neat. to uh, encounter that cross-section of, of other travelers that and we, we always had otherwise. a good
1: we always had a good stock of snacks with us so it was fun to kind of offer people things and they always thought that was really kind and get them kind of suited back up for the road so hmm. and there was only one really smelly guy so oh that's amazing
0: and no dogs
1: and no dogs
0: dogs is the one thing. Mm-hmm that I just can't wrap my head around, that you would hitchhike with a dog. Yeah, I just I can't. I would never. I just, I can't understand. I cannot no. understand.
1: We've, But we've picked them up, Cal. I know
0: them. we have, and it was the most ridiculous thing. I couldn't yeah. believe they had this soaking wet dog.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I if I could get myself to that place. I might turn a blind eye and keep driving. We, might, man, it, we might in the
1: future as well. It was a bit much, but hey, um, that's the generosity.
0: Sorry, Jared, what's your, uh, Qualm about the um, mooching?
1: Uh, I don't know if I really have a qualm about the mooching because um, it's the driver's choice to pick people up. Correct. Right. Okay. So the yep. people who are really concerned about the mooching, they're not going to pick. They're not going to pick you up. They're going to think that these people are, uh, again, yeah, just purely mooching. And um, I, I think too, like the people who are hitchhiking around the country a lot of them are doing that in order to save money and still see the world. So like, it's not like they have. Yeah, but why
2: is that fair?
1: It's not about fairness. It's about them. It's about you being able to, with what you've been given, provide an experience that they otherwise would not be able to have. So I think it's like, um, it's yeah, it's up to you to feel Mm -hmm. generous enough to allow people on there. And I think there's definitely times when as humans in general, we do not feel generous and we do feel like I've wor- I've worked for X, so I don't need to give it to anybody. Um, right. I think that's kind of inherent in us as humans. So I think hitchhiking presents you very boldly with um, that reality where you can choose one way or the other. And it kind of says a little bit about either how you believe or how you act and kind of how mm-hmm. those things mix together. So that's why I think it's so interesting to pick people up because... It's a risk, it's a um, it's a in some ways a selfless act. If you believe those exist, it's getting close to one. I don't know. Sure. Well,
2: so I clearly need to confess my um no, my, but babe, my selfish were, heart.
1: Yeah, but you were one of the main proponents of picking everybody up. No, like, I know,
2: but I still think it's like Yeah. But I, but I still am like why like why do we have to pay for this? Nobody offered us gas money and maybe that's not the culture of hitchhiking. No. Um but like there was there was it was truly there was no well not no cuz it was nice to have a conversation but there's truly no like upshot to the driver no but i right. think
1: that's that's then where it's like okay my actions like you believe kind of one way or you think you believe one way but you're willing to be open enough to have your actions show something else and then through that experience have a deeper perspective or i wonder you
0: know yeah, I, a don't, diff- I don't a thing. i don't disagree so i wonder if. I think if it's Hitch- if the hitchhiker culture became a little more appreciative of their driver, there would be less hitchhikers murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's, like, the tipping point why these guys get murdered so often. Why
1: did you go straight to murder?
0: Because <laughs> they're always getting murdered. They're not
1: always getting murdered.
0: Um. So, different point. In, this, in, our, in the town that I live, there is a guy that hitchhikes from Bracebridge to Port Carling, a uh, 30-minute drive, every day, back and forth to work. I've and picked I've picked him up, him up before. A, you've picked him up before. I've picked him up before. And his deal is he does not own a car. He hasn't owned a car for 14 years. He does this drive every day, hitchhikes. And I'm always just like, what is this guy's deal? Why does he do this? Because it's so inconsistent. And I've seen him walking home at, like, 9 o'clock at night because no yeah. one's picked him up. And it just seems like – it seems ridiculous. But, I mean, he's paying for it, right? I mean, he's not getting home at 5.30 like everyone else. He's getting home at 10 o'clock at night because he's had to walk half the highway.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, where I'm like, okay, so these people are hitchhiking. I don't actually really want to be in their shoes. Like, yes, it's a good adventure to be camping and to be hitchhiking. But mm. on this if you have no schedule, for us specifically, yeah. like, we um, – we don't want we had, to trade positions with those people, right? Like we we're not, I'm not just things to, yeah. do, and places we, to be. And we have the freedom with our vehicle and with the, our itinerary to kind of do that. So in some ways, as we pick people up, I'm like, yeah, hitchhiking is adventure. But like, I'm pretty thankful that we're having a different adventure that allows us to see way more stuff at our own pace and then gives us the freedom to be spontaneous and say yes to things that these people can't say yes to. Like, we got to be in some ways the people who helped somebody and they were the people who mm-hmm. were helped. So I, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that as well, like being the person who is helping and it's such a simple way. I mean, it's such a simple way to help. I think.
2: Sure.
0: I like it. I the, the times that I have, I haven't been not doing, I haven't done a lot of hitchhiking, but I always have enjoyed it when I do it. It's, I find it quite entertaining as yeah. so long as you don't have a very, um, like a destination where you, you need to be there. The the, wow. uh, the first time I ever went hitchhiking, I was uh, in Austria, and I was going from school there to the airport in Vienna, and I decided to hitchhike because I was kind of out of dough, and I actually got to the airport faster than when the train would have got me there.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. So I mean, it now was, that we're talking about this, I don't think I've ever hitchhiked
0: because you're a snob. <laughs>
1: That's definitely an adventure I need to have, and for our listeners, uh, what I think if you I get murdered? It. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> just, just be appreciative, and you will not get murdered. Um, speaking of death and morbid things, um, <laughs> we went to a traditional uh, Anglican church service it was not this morning. Anglican oh, English. I sorry, you going to say you went sorry. to a
0: Viking funeral.
1: <laughs> no, Valhalla send them off on an ice floe. Yes. Um, no, sorry, Lutheran. Uh, a Lutheran service at the really big famous church in Reykjavik if you just type in Reykjavik Church It'll come up instantly. Oh,
0: this is hence your button-down
1: shirt. You're wearing right now. You got it. You got to look good and um, apart from it being a good service with sort of a uh, easy to follow liturgy and it was easy to know when we had to stand and sit and there was this massive organ that was playing beautiful music and this nice choir. It was really quite a lovely experience. And it was in English? no, No. Oh, okay. So we understood about Zippo.
0: I see, but you're understanding the process and yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it again allowed me to go into my uh, mind adventure mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is he <laughs> actually saying right now that you're nodding and mm, amening. Well, there was only one thing that I understood, and it was <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> so I have no idea what he was talking about, but he did say Donald Trump. Oh, interesting. Relevant.
0: Well, if in if reference we... to the anti. Go
1: ahead. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh
2: we uh we could or should have pulled out our phones to follow along like with the scripture readings
1: Yeah we could have but we didn't have internet in there but so here's oh, the other true. thing we're going up for communion Calvin and wouldn't you know it but there's this 95 plus year old lady who's like in the middle of something bad she's like lot li- like there's someone who's like guiding her down so she can lie on the pew oh. very clearly calling an ambulance um, oh wow. And then there's like this side door and they like discreetly open the side door as everybody's getting communion walking literally past this bench where this old lady's Having a heart attack a stroke a fainting spell. We have no idea And then like the whole service just going on as normal like the final (laughs) prayer the final song that this that and the other the paramedics are kind of there like just like Laying a bit low. Assessing the
2: situation.
1: And then as like the the people start filing out the
2: They bring in the gurney
1: and they bring in this stretcher and take this lady out and load her up. If you got to go, do you want to go in a church? Is that a good way?
2: That's what I said.
1: Hmm. We don't know if she's gone, by the way, but it was still like an interesting. It was like so much drama because of what was happening, but at the same time, there was like no drama. Very peaceful. Because, <laughs> Quite peaceful. Because the show must go on. Of course, yeah. That's very interesting.
0: So, hmm, would you want to go within that context?
1: You wouldn't have any more visitors in the hospital than you would at a church. No, you're right. and I mean and if, <laughs> if you crave
0: attention, then
1: you're doing great.
2: They could just uh, rig up a coffin and have your funeral right there.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm sure they have one in storage
2: on standby.
1: <laughs> but you're not
0: know, I, I wonder do they uh, did they actually do like the Viking funerals there?
1: No, I don't know. you don't there's know there's so don't much know. lore that we kind of didn't really get into with the Vikings and the elves and the witchcraft and then this that and the mm-hmm. other. Um, but we didn't really learn too, too much about it.
0: So you have a few more days still. You should go to a museum or something.
1: Yeah, we should. Yeah, we got a couple more days tomorrow. We're going on a big hike today. uh, If there's enough people, we might do another little fishing tour because that was so much fun. So we got a good couple of days ahead of us yet.
0: Have you blown your budget or do you still have a bit of surplus? Oh,
1: it's just been blown since day (laughs) one, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Things are very expensive here, so... I know, like
0: done. you said, a bottle of beer was
1: $10. Yeah, at the, at the beer crazy. store. So, like, I was at the duty-free picking up a six-pack for 15 bucks. I was like, yeah, that, like, makes sense. And I was like, man, am I ever glad I picked that up uh, because that's kind of lasted me for the trip. It so. would have been right. a
2: dry vacation otherwise.
1: Yeah. Other than so, two, two $25 glasses of wine. Yeah, but, but no, it's been nice because with the move... Um, Basically we had a full extra month's worth of rent because we paid our our up, our last month's rent a long time ago. So that's out of yes. our mind. And How then, awesome is that, eh? Like it's it was so such awesome. a
0: such a dagger to put that down at first. And then I know, it's, so I know, nice. it's so
1: nice. And then cole and Janessa aren't charging us rent for July. So it's like we kind of feel as though we have this large enough buffer of like like in our minds, like twenty two hundred bucks, that's like quote, free money. That's not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we're not really, um, no, that's it's sweet, been really though. nice that way to kind of not have to like penny pinch and yeah, um,
2: I, s- I still feel like we are, but that's only like when, when a decent meal at a restaurant is 50 bucks a plate, it just like becomes a bit overwhelming after two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've done that two or three times so far, so it's like kind of par for the course and that we've come mm-hmm. to terms with, but at the beginning and there was definitely some shock.
0: Well, let's let let's close with one last very brief topic. What is your theory on souvenirs?
1: That's good because we've just basically purchased all our souvenirs. <laughs> so you are pro souvenir. Well, I'm pro memento. That's useful. So okay.
2: not not trinketry as so you. Bottle
1: su- opener. <laughs> <Coasters>. Laser pointer.
2: <laughs> Northern Lights toque.
1: Yeah. So so I got a uh, a nice winter hat. And I don't really have a good one right now. So I got a cool Icelandic. Uh, it's it's really plain, but it's kind of okay. nice. a nice toque for the winter. Uh, we got a Icelandic wool throw blanket. Oh, wow.
2: Which cool. one could say was an investment. Jeremy would uh, argue with my use of the word investment. Yeah, you never in get that, that money back. In, in that case. But just as an example, we were FaceTiming my mom yesterday and yeah. her... She has a wool blanket, and apparently she, no, it didn't. She didn't get it in Iceland, but it's from Iceland, and she's had it for decades. So uh, this thing will will last us a long time. Oh, that's cool. It's beautiful.
1: So that's great. And then Katie got some earrings and a necklace, and that's basically it for souvenirs. So like stuff right. that we're gonna use that we're gonna be able to remember the trip by. Um, and but that that's it. I mean, there's so much, yeah, kitschy little puffin, you know, snow globes and stupid <laughs> stuff like that.
2: Viking. I,
0: I'm actually on board with the blanket. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Thank um, yeah, wh- you, Calvin. I mean, if I were in your shoes, which I mean, if you guys have any room in your suitcase, I wouldn't mind you picking me up a sweater, one of those classic Icelandic sweaters. All right. Do you know? Do you, do you know have, how much do you they are? Have $300? I kn- yeah, I know the three hundred bucks. Yeah, so if you find one that is. They, ha- they have this.
1: They have this. Uh, this secondhand, secondhand store, store where they're like 130 or something.
0: And are they nice? Yeah. yeah. Nice mm.
1: Enough. Why don't you get one, Jerry? Uh, I wouldn't look cool in it. I'm not hipster enough. They're oh.
2: they're cut kind of wide.
0: Oh, uh, they are cut wide, don't
1: they? I mean, there's a lot of hipster. Uh, a lot of hipsters here in Iceland. We went to this uh, coffee shop called Reykjavik Roasters. Oh, okay. You've never seen so many hipsters in one place. Well, I guess not. They're measuring <laughs> the coffee by the bean to <laughs> like make the dro- perfect roast. beans in. Yes, and she's got it in her she's little on in, scale. in her little in her little thing for the espresso. She's like pinching off like tiny little bits of grind to get the That's perfect hilarious. weight. Yeah, it was hilarious. But
2: it's... but they're legit. Like they have a wall full of um, awards, awards for oh, wow. for coffee making and and <laughs> latte art and I don't know.
1: It's
0: like they're just completely bogus awards. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh Calvin, um, shoot! What's up? We didn't we didn't get into your stances on politics and economic policies like you wanted this episode. Ah, oh, could you kept blathering
0: on about oh, the coffee I, and the I'm sweaters, so sorry, dude.
1: We agreed at the beginning of the thing not to do this, and then it happened. And oh my gosh!
0: Hey, at least we talked about Donald Trump
1: <laughs> <laughs> to keep the podcast relevant.
0: Um, one hilarious thing that I did this week regarding coffee. Um, I'm now doing french press Ooh, and nice. uh so what i did i did it but we have this really fine grind coffee so i went and got some i wanted a coarser ground bean. yeah but what i did i was at the grocery store and i just grabbed one of the packages of coffee um that are for sale and i just cut it open right in the aisle there and then used the little grinder in the coffee aisle and then ground it all up right there
1: mm-hmm. genius
0: i thought that was genius and i was like yeah, i'm not you, gonna waste my pay, time
1: paid for it as you normally did
0: and I just kind of, yeah, wrapped it back up and then
1: held it and dusted it all off. And then I just paid for it as normal. Calvin, that is an adventure, you know, in and of itself. Because you saw something that didn't need to be the way that it was. And you just took action. I love Thank that.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So I'd recommend that, that to anybody.
1: It's just smart. The, the machine's it, right there.
0: Those grinders are awesome, by the way. Because you can just yeah. select the uh, coarseness. Yeah. It's great.
1: And they're probably pretty good. That's kind of like the whole thing of like, you're buying the OJ in the, in the grocery store and you're thirsty. You can crack that thing right then and there.
0: Yes. Yes. You're right. Yeah. I love seeing
1: people do that. Oh, it's so good. So (laughs) I think there's been some good tips in here for our listeners. eh? um, (laughs) if they can get it out of there somehow. Yeah. Like just a quick recap. I think, you know, you know, if you see a problem, fix it, uh, be spontaneous and do things like picking up hitchhikers, show some generosity. Um,
2: Die in a church.
1: Die in a church. If that's if you want a a big party, Um, choose your own adventure. I I think one thing that I took away from this last week is I'm gonna try to take the traveler's spirit, as I'm gonna call it, and bring it home with me.
0: That's classic after traveler syndrome. Hey, everyone who has ever been on a trip has (laughs) tried to do that. I know, and it (laughs) is that thought,
1: and it is very difficult because we go back and there's so much going on in our lives, but. You know, there are, I think even with us doing this podcast and us having been on so many trips together, there are so many things that start to pour over into our everyday life. And I hope after this trip, it's it's a little bit more that way. And that, you know, mm-hmm. our listeners out there who are in the middle of travels, that they too kind of try to learn things from their uh, adventures and take those back with them. But
0: Yeah. And you'll never be without adventure as long as you have your mind with you.
1: <laughs> that, I think, is the key. Right there.
0: We need to have a more constructive quote and then get that on a t shirt. And then sell it for tons of money. Tons of dough. <laughs> That's a creative idea. Kyle, All right. good
1: chatting today with you, buddy.
0: Bye bye. Okay, there you have another great conversation with Jeremy and Katie. Always nice to catch up with my dear old friends and just to see where they're at. And uh, I'm just, I'm excited just to get back to, um, You know, our regular programming, regular life um, with the podcast, it's uh, it's something that I miss. It's something that I've gotten really used to, just having this um, podcast, little meetings once or twice a week, and it's been really fun. So, for the future. Meanwhile, in my life, I have been battling nature and the animals. Number one is the raccoons have been savage lately on my garbage and recycling. Uh, So much so that I have taken pretty drastic measures to secure my garbage. I have it bungee strapped around the lid and around the pickets of the railing on the deck. But they still manage to detach it from the railing and they drag it down the stairs and they drag it across the back lawn and attempt to get it over the fence because they can't get the lid open. So I got to hand it to them for teamwork and... Just their um, you know, their tenacious um, behavior and uh, they're very ambitious little guys. So I can't be too upset, but it does leave quite a mess for me to clean up. So I'm taking some more drastic measures. I went out today and got a big steel can and I have plans to uh, really, really bolt this thing down and uh, see if I can, you know, see if I can beat them in, in a more of a passive way as opposed to trying to capture and kill the animals. Uh, i'm gonna try this first, and I know my neighbor is going the other route, so if he gets to if if he has success, then that's fine um in other news with uh sadness of nature, my bees that I have been raising and uh and caring for nurturing they have decided that since they've been treated so well they uh they would like to go off on their own. And, uh, and see how life is there. So they have actually swarmed on me. The old queen has left. Taken half of the hive with her. And gone to start their own colony. Leaving me with half a hive and no queen. So it's too bad. Too bad for me. Too bad for them. Because it's so late in the season that who knows. But the outcome is bleak. So while I am here battling nature one day at a time. Jeremy is over there destroying nature one footstep at a time and one cloud of carbon emissions at a time so there you have it that's it for the open road podcast for this week check us out on Instagram open road pod and uh, check out our website openroadpod.com always uh, new and interesting uh, content up on there and uh, the Amazon links are all up there okay so for next week um, things are going to be back to normal I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, some really interesting interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that.